0: This is Believeland Real Browns Fans Podcast. I am your host, James Mastrucci, and again, as always, join my co-host, Jordan
1: Cohen. Jordan, the Browns won. How are you feeling? I am feeling like I'm really enjoying the beer I'm having right now, (laughs) Uh, which I needed to have a good conversation about this game. That's how I'm feeling. How are you feeling? Uh, uh, Same.
0: Uh, Same method. Uh, Have a a nice old-fashioned next to me right now, so I'm enjoying that. Um, (laughs) uh, before we get into the game, just a quick reminder, uh, it's available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Anchor, This is thisisbelieving.com, realbrownsfans.com, subscribe, comment, share, tell your friends, if you don't, it's stealing. Okay, now we got all that out of the way. The Browns won, they're back into the win column. It was a game that they were expected to win and they did win, and that's, that's a a really good takeaway there. Um, Nice, nice big play from Demetric Felton, which, oh, by the way, you called that was going to happen, so kudos to you. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you look at the, the rushing attack, uh, they had 156
1: yards on the ground. Those are my positives. How about you? <laughs> um, that's more than I've taken away. So, like, here's the thing, like, we were pre-potting this, like, We predicted a lot of that game. The Mm -hmm. part we didn't predict was that the Browns would look like crap. And that, to me, is why I'm a little irritated. Like, I get your point about the 156 rushing yards. Understood. Uh, There's no reason we only had 156 rushing yards. I don't know. Like This is not – because I said this last week. I actually thought Savanti coach did a great job last week. Mm -hmm. This is not – like, I am higher on Savanti than most Brown fans, I think. Um, I don't know what he was doing yesterday. I like, I I don't know if there was like maybe an injury concern with Nick Chubb or, 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 or what, or they were worried. Like maybe the Texans are like really physical up front. They didn't want an injury. I I don't know. Uh, I guess the Baker was, as you predicted, had a high completion percentage. So maybe that's what it was. But here's the problem. Like we could have had that game wrapped in the first half if Stepanski ran the ball just like a little bit more. Um I guess my biggest positive is yes we won. Um Nick Chubb on 11 carries still is the best running back in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Uh Demetric Felton is like definitely they're bringing him along slowly, but I am really delighted with what I've seen. I thought Harrison Bryant showed progress and Listen, I don't think he's going to be healthy that much, but, like, Grant Delpit looked really good, at least on pass rush plays. Yeah, I'm with you there. I'm... That was not, like, what he was most known for in college, uh, but he did look good.
0: Yeah, I'm with you on Grant Delpit because, okay. a- again, something that we've mentioned for over a year now, whatever you get out of him is a bonus. Uh, it was a bonus. Uh, he made some, some really key plays at some key times, and uh, he actually did something when I expected nothing. Um, even when right. I saw and that he, he was...
1: actually did have a few good coverage plays, like to his credit, <laughs> it wasn't just the pass rush, like Grant do no, but actually may have been the best defensive player for us yesterday, which I mean, not to take anything away from him, but like that's not a huge compliment. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's like, it's like, which tortoise was the slowest in the all tortoise race. Right. Like, <laughs> I mean, but, but, but I do think he was probably the best defense player on the field for that for us yesterday. Yeah, and you just mentioned it. Nick Chubb
0: had uh ninety five yards and eleven carries. Uh I, I guess this is the the point that we're going to I don't want to say get into the less than thrilled section, but uh that's let's just say the things that we were not necessarily all thrilled about in that game. Nick Chubb only had eleven carries. Okay? Um he was out carried by Kareem Hutton, who had thirteen, which I do not understand. Um he should have had the ball more, especially considering that they were without Jarvis Landry since the second play of the game.
1: I was really confused by that strategy. How about you? Yeah, I mean, so I Zach Jackson was talking about this on their podcast today, and I think he made a fair point, which is, like, the Browns have identified games where they're confident they're going to win. As long as it seems like things are going according to plan, there will be some games where Nick Chubb just doesn't get many carries. Which, like, you know what? If you were only going to give him 11 carries, fine. Kareem Hunt was dominating them. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Like, Kareem Hunt, give him the ball 20 times. Give it to Felton. Bring in Darnus Johnson. I don't care, but, like, the Texans couldn't stop shit on the ground. You and I could have been the running backs, and there was a decent shot. We'd have gained yards. Baker (laughs) looked like Lamar Jackson out there. Like, (laughs) There was no reason we ran the ball. Like, I'm sorry, like, what, how many times did you run it? Probably like 26, 27. Uh, but with Chubb and Hunt, it was 24.
0: Andy Yanovich had two. Uh, Baker Mayfield had eight carries for 10 yards, but I, I have a feeling a lot of those were uh, scrambles, not design runs. Yeah, so.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So give or take like 30, maybe. That's like the give or take like 26 plans. minus the Mayfield carries. Okay. So that should have been
0: 40.
2: Yeah.
1: Like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't care if you have to put Darius Johnson out there. They weren't stopping anything. Mm-hmm. They weren't stopping anything. I, I That to me, and, like, I know, like, I get it, right? Like, I, it, the pass game was working well. Understood. It was. I thought Baker Mayfield, outside of the one, over, like, the key overthrow, I and we'll get into that later, I actually thought he played a really, really good game. I just, like... I mean, I don't understand why the game plan was what it was. Like, I don't think the Texans have a good secondary. I think their defensive line is substantially worse. Right? I don't think the Texans have a great secondary by any means. I think their linebackers are substantially worse. So I don't understand, like... I don't understand what was going on and like I don't think if Rod stayed healthy, we would necessarily lose the game. I don't buy that. I think the Browns like clearly were like not showing everything they had in their tank. However, that game was made a whole lot easier by Davis Mills. Like I don't know what like that dude doesn't know the playbook. Uh no, he
0: doesn't. And let's be honest here, um they were not going to stop Tyrod Taylor uh yesterday. Um, I don't know what was going on, but Tyrod Taylor was doing his best Patrick Mahomes impression against his defense, and, uh, it was concerning, because we know what Tyrod
1: Taylor is. No, we we both know what was going on. Yeah. Right? Like, let's be honest. We both know what was going on. Joe Woods is running a really complex scheme. There's no Anthony Walker, so your guy who's supposed to be calling plays and telling people where to be isn't there. I know they had Malcolm Smith, I think, had the green dot yesterday, and, like, Malcolm Smith played a pretty good game. But like you are incorporating just a substantially large number of defensive players, and you and I have talked about this a lot, which is anytime you are incorporating a lot of guys in any NFL side, offense Mm -hmm. or defense, it is going there's going to be variation because most teams don't have change like that. Which means a team like the Texans, like I know the new quarterback but that offense is actually a very similar group to that was there last year, um, and I, I, I like, I, that's what was going on. Tyrod Taylor, like, let me let's be honest, he was not playing a great game. He was playing a Tyrod Taylor
2: game. Yeah,
1: um, and we just didn't know what to do.
0: I mean, know what this reminded it, me of? Uh, Tyrod Taylor, uh, his performance. You remember, probably, geez, this must have been six, seven years ago by now, at least. But do you remember that Thursday night game that Cleveland played against the Bills and Tyrod Taylor was the Bills quarterback and we had Brian Hoyer and they both exited the game due to injuries and the Browns ended up winning after Tyrod Taylor exited the game? That's exactly what this game reminded me of.
1: Yep. No, listen, I I said it when we signed him. I think that was, like, right when we started podcasting together, like, doing, like, occasional podcasts. And, like, I remember saying then, like, I like Tyrod Taylor. I still like Tyrod Taylor. I, I... i said this last week i don't think tyrod taylor's top 15 quarterback in the nfl but what i like about tyrod taylor is even if he's a top not even a top 20 like maybe he's in like the early 20s he won't lose you a game no and that's what he was doing yesterday he wasn't losing in the game our defense just looks so out of shape that like i listen had we played like that against the chiefs a week ago we would have lost by 40 points i was gonna say 50 but 40 okay yeah <laughs> right like i i just i and so i'm trying to like i i'm clearly a little irritated by this game but like I, I i'm trying to keep like an open mind here right we probably were not as good as we played against the chiefs we're probably not as bad as we played against the texans
0: no I, yeah i'm with you there
1: but but i don't know what that that's a really big middle ground we looked like a four and twelve team against the Texans, like don't forget. Don't let their like beatdown of Jacksonville fool you. This Texans team sucks. Like they they do some things well, but like they're they're mm. fast. They're they're not a good team. Yeah, the the one and, thing
0: that I think is going to continue to be an issue for this defense uh, is playing against quarterbacks who can move. Okay, and yeah. uh, bad news. Uh, we pay Lamar Jackson twice a year. Uh, Joe Burrow can move a little bit, and we do have a game against the Cardinals with Kyler Murray later this year. So.
1: Yeah, yeah, not I mean, great. Rodgers actually, like people don't realize, like Aaron Rodgers is one of the best running quarterbacks in the NFL. He doesn't do it a lot, but he can do it.
0: He picks his spots, and when he picks his spots, he he picks them correctly. Oh, and also another quarterback we could possibly facing, probably, are Justin Fields this weekend could be an issue.
1: Yeah, yeah. Although, I, I, you know, what? I'm not going to get into it. I my concern with what's about to happen this weekend is Justin Fields can't deal with pressure. You're going to have Clowney get a sack or two, Miles get a sack or two, and everybody's going to be talking about how awesome our defensive line is. Yeah. Um, and uh, spoiler alert, they're awful.
0: They're, yeah, that's a good transition because their defensive line, or the Browns' defensive line on Sunday, um, where the hell were they? Uh, the only time I heard the names Jadavian Clowney and Miles Garrett mentioned is when the broadcast said, where is Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney? Because they haven't done anything.
1: So, I, you remember last year, like, we had that whole pod about Miles Garrett wasn't the same guy. And then mm-hmm. there was a couple of people on Twitter that were just, like, laughing at us about it. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Uh, Miles Garrett is not the same player he was pre-COVID. And this isn't – I'm not saying, like, the Browns should have predicted that. Like, listen, COVID's a weird disease. We don't really know a lot about it. Mm-hmm. This is always a possible outcome. But yeah. he is not same player you are substantially overpaying miles garrett right now substantially overpaying miles garrett yeah i'm with and you there, I'm
0: with you there. I, I wasn't with you there before but after what i saw uh yesterday i'm with you
1: james he hasn't been the same player since week six last year
0: you're right he hasn't um he looks like someone who's got 60 percent of the stamina he had before pre-covid
1: yeah and like listen I also think we miss Sheldon Richardson and Olivier Vernon. A ton. I think they actually covered a lot. Like, Miles, when those two were there, did not need to play run defense. Now like he has he to. to the line. Now he has to. And I'm just going to be honest, I think that's part of the problem right now. It, it
0: 100% is. Because you look at some of these guys on the uh, on the defensive line, uh, everybody, everybody. – one more time. Everybody knows how I feel about Jadavian Clowney. I feel he's a very overrated pass rusher and a very overrated run defender. I feel most of his uh, reputation as a good run defender came from that one play in college. Okay? Uh, he does do some things well, but it's very few and far between. And so far this year with the Browns, it's very few. Okay, uh, But when you have other guys like Tack McKinley playing a decent amount of snaps and Bleak Jackson and uh, Malik McDowell... Uh, those aren't guys that are traditional like run stoppers. So you're having issues. You ready for where... my
1: hot take of the week?
0: I- I'm ready. Cause I'm going to follow up with one of on my own when you're done.
1: Uh, I don't clownies looked bad in both games. Uh, I think tax looked bad, but like, I would be fine seeing more Tack snaps instead of trying to just see what it is. Uh, the other thing I'd be fine with is move Malik Jackson, to defensive end because Andrew Billings, at least looks serviceable at defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. You're right. Uh, and, and we're not we're not big billings guys either, so that says a lot. <laughs> yeah. Or 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 Jordan Elliott, right? Like any of these guys. Like I it Jadavian Clowney got has gotten torched two weeks in a row. And Tack McKinley is not played well either. But like I Jada, the idea of Jadavian Clowney, if Miles Garrett does Miles Garrett things, is great. Like you and I never disputed that. Mm-hmm but 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 that's dependent like here's the thing about olivier vernon olivier vernon was great with or without miles Garrett, and he Mm -hmm. was great let's be clear brown sounds like olivier vernon was he was solid no no no. he was better than solid you just didn't notice it because miles was playing out of his mind
2: Mm
1: -hmm. um olivier vernon was a great lineman for us i think sheldon richardson was solid yeah And we no longer have a great defensive lineman nor a solid defensive tackle. And I don't know what Miles Garrett is right now other than I am really worried our cap is screwed because we're going to pay an edge rusher, who I think are traditionally overpaid anyways. Mm -hmm. We're paying the most expensive edge rusher in the NFL for what looks like maybe less than 10 sacks a season.
0: Yeah. Uh, Would you like to take a... I venture a guess on how many snaps uh, Andrew Billings played yesterday.
1: Probably two. <laughs> you guessed too many. He played zero. Yeah. No, he's terrible. I, I my <laughs> really think that was a moment of frustration. I take that back.
0: Um, but you know what? I wouldn't be mad at it because you you look at these other guys and they're like, who the who the hell is going to stop the run on this team? It's nobody. They don't have anyone to stop the run. Uh, same, okay, shit, same shit, different day. Same shit, different day doesn't matter who the hell's out there in a Browns uniform. They can't stop the run. They can't do anything. Sure, it really didn't matter in this game. The Texans only rushed for 82 yards. But you face a team that's competent at running the ball,
1: you're screwed. Yeah. Um, And the Bears, like, they have an underrated running game. Like, independent of Justin Field. Mm -hmm. Like, they're going to run the ball well. Yeah. Um, and even if we can beat them, the Packers the week after and the Vikings after that, like James, like, I'm going to be honest. I think the Browns may be one and three or like two and four in the next few weeks. Yeah. I
0: think you got their schedule, uh, out of, out of order just a little bit. They got bears, Vikings, chargers, Cardinals in their next four games.
1: Um, oh, oh, Packers are later, right? Yeah.
0: Packers are, uh, Packers yeah. are in December. It's Christmas. Okay. Okay. So, so but, but still, the actors, but, uh, but the the one three in three yeah, over the next four games, game. one in three over the next four games is very much a real possibility. And I'm going to use this moment to go with my hot take. Are you ready? Uh huh. Davis Mills doesn't come into the game. The
1: Browns lose. Yeah. I mean, I I, I don't. I, I think it's close. Let me put it like that. I think it's close. Because. Uh, that game was a hell
0: of a lot closer than it should have been. Tyrod Taylor was moving the ball. The defense didn't have any answers. The only time the Browns were able to take advantage of Houston was when Houston could stop scoring, and that's when Davis Mills came in the game.
1: Yeah, well, and, like, to be fair, I think the Browns were way too overconfident, which gets back to my Stepanski point. Like, it wasn't just the offensive play calling. Like, this Browns team came in way too overconfident. Absolutely. This isn't a talent thing. Like, no matter how critical we are of this team, like, the Browns are substantially more talented than the Texans in um, all facets. Mm-hmm. So, it's not a talent thing. They just were overconfident. Very much. And, like, here's what pisses me off. So, like, I'm going to use a Chelsea reference just because they played Sunday, too. And, like, mm-hmm. Chelsea played their big rivals, Tottenham. Uh, they looked pretty crappy in the first half. Then their coach, Thomas Tuchel lost his shit at them at halftime, made a change. And Chelsea looked like they could have won 7 8 nothing in a half. Mm-hmm. They played out of their mind. And the Browns played just good enough to win by 10 points.
2: Yeah. Oh, and like oh, by second, the way... Like,
1: that was my problem.
0: Well, two more things uh, that I got right in the last pod. Uh, betting on the Texans <laughs> instead of the, yeah, of the Browns with the point spread. And taking the over on the over-under. Nailed both of those. So, uh, you know... Maybe, uh, maybe you trust the Italian guy when it comes to betting.
2: Just saying uh, things, uh. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: but no, but like I, I, I don't know. Like I, and we haven't even gotten to the offense yet. <laughs> no, we haven't. Uh, because honestly, like at some point, it's like there's only so much you can be mad about in um, a win, especially. Yeah. But like, it, what I, it is, I'd say it's less mad. It's having expectations,
0: and they, they didn't meet expectations. You know what I mean like they won it's great but you ex- we expect more being happy with a win that's like some three four-year-old four years ago shit it's it's time right. to expect
1: like you know what this is like it's like like four years ago we're angry right mm-hmm. now it's like you're in a relationship and your significant other says I'm not angry just disappointed mm-hmm. or or your parent because that's something yeah. like that phrase is how I feel about the browns right now.
0: Yeah, it's just like, yeah, we won, but we expected, or at least hoping, for a beatdown, okay? Yeah. We were hoping for a comfortable win. We were not hoping to to see the Browns have to battle it out with the Texans in the first half and scrape by with what was, a, you know, eventually a 10-point win. It was like, we wanted to see them control and dominate and not have the game being questioned at all, and it
1: was early on. <laughs> well, and I did think it was possible the Texans came out guns a-blazing, um, I, and I said that in the pot. I said, I think the Browns are going to win by three touchdowns, but I think it may be close for the first, like, quarter, first half. Mm-hmm. But, like, and why do – I wouldn't go as far enough to say as I think the Texans win. is I, I also think the Texans are having a big problem stopping the Browns offense. Yeah. Like, beyond, like, that one freak pass play and, like, the weird fumble, like, the Browns seem to, like, have the Texans number. And I think they slowed down towards the end of the game just to control the clock. But, but point being, that's not good enough.
0: It's, it, it's good not. Enough. Um, <clears throat> and you're right. Uh, let's let's focus on uh, one player on offense before we get into the other uh, parts of offense. But Baker Mayfield, okay, nineteen to twenty-one. He had two hundred and what was it, 31 yards, 213 yards, my bad. Uh, 213 yards. N- Were you necessarily impressed with what he did? Like, yeah, he completed a lot of his passes he did what he was executed, but it's not like he was stretching the field or, you know, attacking deep, except for, like, three or four passes in this game. It was a lot of so, so, what we expect to see from, let's say, Tyrod Taylor, not necessarily
1: from Baker Mayfield. So, I, I, I'm gonna surprisingly like push back on this one. Like, I actually think Baker played about as good as you could have expected once Jarvis Landry got hurt. Yes, the second point of the drive. Like, so, I, I don't think there was much Baker could have. Like, I get this idea. Like, we still can't stretch the fucking field. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's partially a Baker problem. Mm-hmm. It's also because, like, I don't know what happened to DPJ between preseason and regular season. I don't know if it's, like, teams just scouted him. Like, he looks, like, awful. Uh, and, and we'll talk about the throw to Anthony Schwartz because I think we're kind of on a similar page. But, yeah. like, beyond that playoff, so, like, Anthony Schwartz is just an idiot route runner. That's what he was in college, mm-hmm. right? Like, that's why he fell to the third round. Like, he is not... And part of it just hasn't done it a lot yet. But like, he is not a good receiver. Kansas City just didn't have him prepped. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. but 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 I mean, James like without Jarvis without Odell, I can't believe I'm saying this. I think our best receiver
0: may be Rashard Higgins. Oh my god!
1: And I and you know what?
0: I hate that you're right right now because you are, you know, and that's disgusting.
1: I, like I, I honestly like I don't know like. I, I, maybe Felton, maybe it's probably a tight end. Like Browns are running a ton of thirteen because, like, God knows Dave Njoku's better than pretty much every other receiver you have, and he had a comeback to Earth game.
2: Yeah. Oh, but, shocker! Like, by the matter. way,
1: like um, I, 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 if I mean it sounds like Jefferson's week to week, but it looks like uh, sprained MCL, so he'll probably miss three weeks at a minimum. Mm-hmm. Uh that's going to be a problem.
2: It, it like, is.
1: Remember when Nick Chubb got hurt last year and then everybody just stacked the box?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Or, or did the opposite, didn't stack the box, they like didn't put anybody in the box?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And they just were like, okay, Kareem Hunt, you beat us? Browns are about to have the opposite problem.
2: Yeah.
0: They're going to face uh, eight, nine guys in the box every play and say, throw to Rashard Higgins. We're not worried about Rashard Higgins.
1: Right, and you know what's gonna suck is Rashard Higgins is gonna put up big numbers because like, that's just what that that's the nature of what's about to happen. Mm -hmm. And oh my God, Pete Smith and company, to be like, we lose every game by like three touchdowns, and they'll be like, if if we've learned anything the past three games, it's Rashard Higgins has to touch more of the ball.
0: Oh Jesus! You, you know you're probably right, but here, here's my takeaway here. As far as Baker's concerned, yes, he did what was expected of him, especially being without Jarvis Landry. But what we learned, what we got a first look at, is life without Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham Jr. in lineup, and it is scary, and it is scary bad. Okay,
1: yeah. uh, like I really don't think Baker. I, I so you and I agree, and let let's just like throw it out and we can come back to it. Like on the anthony schwartz like he was running the dig mm-hmm. stop because he saw safety baker definitely overthrew that baker should not have thrown to him mm-hmm. i even like listen, i think stefanski's on i think that was schwartz's fault overall i also think schwartz didn't read the play correctly because he's anthony schwartz and that's what anthony schwartz does and i think baker should have seen anthony schwartz stop
2: because mm-hmm.
1: after the throw yeah uh, i mean a little bit like all of which is bad beyond that play I will say I think Baker did about as good as he could have
0: yes Um, and you know what I'm not complaining about like what he did because with the cast of characters he had I don't know what else you're going to expect I mean this is one of those games from probably about 10-11 years ago where they're throwing out like Brian Rabisky and Muhammad Masaquai and you're just like well good luck bud Uh, I I hope someone makes a play because it's not going to be anyone you think it is going to be it's going to be some random dude Okay, that's what I got the vibes of yesterday in the passing game
1: because was... So uh, I was thinking about that—that that about uh, thirteen years ago now. When you had Rabisky and Mastercloth yeah, were your top two thousand nine-ish, somewhere yeah. around that, ten, twenty, eleven, something like that. Uh, DPJ, Richard Higgins, Rabisky, Mastercloth. thats what it is. That's exactly Wait. what it is, and i
0: do I, I don't—I don't think people really realize that, but that's what that is. We, we saw it. The, the passing game was it was fine. Obviously, Baker much better than uh, any of those quarterbacks we had then, which is why we got the 19-21 overall stat line. But uh, the big question about Baker Mayfield this entire, and this is a whole different conversation. We could talk about this probably forever. But just real quick, wanted to mention, uh, not necessarily the fairest circumstances because they prepared for a game with Landry and he played all the two plays. But part of what you're expecting from a quarterback you're supposed to be paying $35, $40 million is to elevate all of those guys around him, uh, especially those at the receiver position. And, and, and be able to win and throw for a ton of yards. And we, we, if they pay Baker, OBJ, Landry, probably gone, which means we're going to get this kind of cast of characters at the receiver's. That could be a problem.
1: Yeah, well, um, like, just to be honest, like, there's a solution to that, which was not giving Miles Garrett, who's an edge rusher. <laughs> there's that. Uh, uh, playing like he was start of last season, I would be saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. You don't – I'm sorry. Edge rushers are so overpaid, especially somebody like Miles Garrett that is, like, a pass rush specialist. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that right away. He like last year was probably the best or started last year best pass rush specialist in the NFL by a decent margin. Um, but but you know I, I'm sorry like I uh, Miles Garrett is really impactful like at his best is really impactful ten to fifteen snaps a game. Mm-hmm. I like I am sorry I I, I don't understand why you pay that much. Anyways, back to Baker. I think yesterday was hard like what people don't realize, like right now, and this was the point you and I have been making about Hodge, right? Beyond mm-hmm. just like I feel still the Browns should have kept Hodge because of this. Um because like right now the Browns have nobody that can stretch the field. I like you hot take if OBJ doesn't play against the Bears, our X receiver is probably David Njoku. And that's gross. But, but who are you going to have that's going to stretch the field better than him? Because you're not. There's nobody else in this roster that can do it.
0: I don't have an answer for you because that's that's <laughs> the sad state of affairs right now uh, from what looked like to be a very deep receding group that has now been decimated. And uh, I'm not necessarily all that thrilled with the prospect of – Having, you know, starting wide receiver Rashard Higgins uh, opposite Donovan Peoples-Jones.
1: Well, I don't know what happened to Donovan Peoples-Jones, and I, I think the are in the same spot. Like, I, I, I have a theory. Are you ready? Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, one, we all fell victim to preseason. Two, uh, the book on Peoples-Jones coming out of college was he can't gain separation. So uh, he can't gain separation. So, there's no reason but for Baker to throw that, his way.
1: It wasn't like, to me, like, he was running the wrong routes yesterday. Like, that to me was what, and like, that fumble, I don't care any myth, that was not Baker's fault. Like, that was a good pass. Peoples-Jones fumbled that ball.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and you know what, I, I will say, credit to, I don't know who forced the fumble off the top of my head, but credit to that guy, because he made one hell of a play. He did.
1: A hundred percent he did. But I, Peoples-Jones was running the wrong route. Like, this was part of the why I thought yesterday's game from Baker was impressive. And why I think Stefanski like, should not have been throwing that much. Because you had Schwartz just stopping in the middle of nowhere. Like, mm-hmm. just stop running routes. It wasn't just the dig route. Like, everything, oh, single Baker never threw to him again. Yeah, because Schwartz, like, wasn't running complete routes. Um, and DPJ was running complete routes. He was just running the wrong ones. Like, there was a point where he and Higgins, like, ran into each other. Yeah, that wasn't pretty. Um, and it, what, that Higgins ran the right route on that play. It, it was DPJ. Like, what I will say about Higgins, like, the dude doesn't run wrong routes. Like he, like, he may not run a perfect route. He may not run it really fast. But, like, he doesn't run the wrong routes. Um... Which, like, listen, he's an NFL receiver. We all should expect that. But, mm-hmm. um, still, like, I, I I don't know what... Whatever's going on with Odell, it's not good. No, um, it's not. It, it really isn't. So, I,
0: and for, for what it's worth, in case anyone was wondering, the Browns are going to try and rush him back because of the injury to Landry. It doesn't sound like that's going to happen. So... It very well could be without Landry and Beckham for an entire game, uh, even though they basically were uh, yesterday. uh, But again, next week against the Bears. um, defense
1: is going to have the book on us.
0: It's going to be... If they have to go in with no Landry, no Beckham from the start, I I would expect a better game plan from Stefanski's point of view. One. But at the same time, uh, I will say that this passing game uh, going to look rather pedestrian
1: again? Well, again, to me, it's not the passing. I, I I think Baker, with a similar game plan, will be able to put similar numbers up. Uh, the problem is against the Bears defense, when they know what to expect and they just stack the box, Like, which, by the way, I don't know what the Texans were doing, but they were not stacking the box, Like, as we were torching them in the run game. That doesn't make any sense to me. Anyways, the Bears are going to stack the box. We will not run well against them next week. Because the Bears are going to say, you know what? No matter how good Baker's arm is, they don't have a receiver to get separation beyond 10 yards. They don't. I mean, um,
0: I don't really remember a whole bunch of his throws going very far. So uh, I'm not sure what his average depth of target was yesterday, but I can't imagine it was very far.
1: Uh, I get I think that's a receiver problem th- that is a receiver problem one Baker he, like what I will say about Baker is like to a ball dude has like balls of st- like he throws long dumb passes all the time mm. I, I really think like there is no trust between ba- like I think there's something that was going on in the as early as the preseason that we didn't know about because it looks like this a bit against the Chiefs like less so with Schwartz but like DVJ, like, there was a little bit of a lack of trust and some of the tight ends, too. Like, Baker wasn't throwing their way. I think something's going on. Like, I think there's a lack of trust. I don't think it's... Like, I'm not trying to be Baker's biggest defender over here. Like, I'm really not. I I think there's a bigger problem with this receiving core than we have any idea about. And and again, I'm not necessarily hammering Baker for the
0: average depth of target, but that just shows you that... uh, no one is getting open downfield so it's checkdown time that's all i'm really right. getting to so i mean you know, and, c- yeah. you know kudos to him completing as many passes he, as he did i thought he was going to complete a very high percentage not this much but uh, and not without landry and not without landry so he he played well in that perspective okay yeah. but looking at I guess the the two things that I looked at last week uh yards air yards and yards after catch it was a ton of yards after catch for the Browns uh on Sunday it was not a lot of air yards and some of that obviously designed you know obviously the the touchdown pass to Demetri Felton was 33 of his passing yards yesterday and it was all yards after catch um yeah
1: Oh, Felton's got to be, by the way, he has to be more involved next week.
0: Uh, especially you no know, Landry, you no know, Beckham.
1: They need more, they need more Felton. And I am sorry, because we saw it a lot in the preseason. We saw it a little bit in the second half yesterday. stavancy has got to run motion on half the plays next week. He's going to have to. Absolutely. Because Felton, they did it a few times in the second half. Felton went in motion. And the, uh, oh, and then one Higgins didn't actually work really well. Like, the Texans had no clue what to do Because what I will say about Baker Is if Baker gets the read on like What type of zone defense they're playing He will pick it apart
2: mm-hmm. Baker's
1: problem is like he doesn't get that read a lot um, But with Belton like Belton's a threat uh, And as bad as Schwartz played They just gotta be running end-around after end-around With Schwartz next week Yeah, that's, that's the way to get involved Honestly
0: um, End-around, end-around, end-around uh, whatever yeah, trick play yeah, you want.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think we will beat the Bears. I am modestly concerned about our schedule after the Bears.
0: I think a game I was feeling very, very confident in as early as, or as recent as twenty four hours ago, or a little bit more than that. Uh, you know, a day ago, yesterday. I was feeling very confident in the game against the Bears. Not as much anymore. I, I feel that game has is is very much losable from the Browns standpoint because of the injuries to the receivers. You could only yeah. take on so many injuries at one position and still end up surviving and winning games.
1: Yep. Yep, no, I know. I well and it would be one thing if DPJ like Like, listen, I'm not saying Hodge was great at separation because he wasn't. Like, I – but, I I mean, I – DBJ, like, he wasn't even getting open in short yard. He He wasn't. Right? Like, like, at some point, your best slant option is going to be Schwartz, who, like, will just stop. And Belton. And Kareem Hunt. Like, Let's be honest, there's a reality where like two of the Browns receivers next week are going to have to be uh, Hunt and
0: I mean, honestly, I expect a, a repeat performance from the, the two tight ends, Hooper and yeah. uh, Harrison Bryant. Uh, I expect yeah. something like that. Which, uh, by the way, we didn't even mention. But uh, great game from those
1: two—the uh, best two tight ends on the roster—making uh, very good games. Um, so. Harrison Bryant, man, Har- I know like people were shitting all over him last week. I think I even said last uh, week ago like I didn't think Bryant looked great. Harrison Bryant like has this just like natural ability to find space, mm-hmm. and I real like I think he's raw in a lot of ways. I think Harrison Bryant is going to be a really, really good NFL tight end. I, I do too. You, you, you just you, – it's something you just can
0: see. You know what I mean? You yeah. can just kind of see. The you kind of feel it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I like Harrison Bryant a lot. I, I don't – I mean, I there's a world next week where the Browns try out a zero receiver set and oh. then pass the ball. Oh, I expect it.
0: I expect them to do something weird. You know – uh, They don't
1: have a choice. Like – I mean, they don't have a choice.
0: You know, no Beckham, no Landry. They're going to have
1: to get creative.
0: And and creative... What
1: I did like to see, by the way, Kareem Hunt, like, went at Baker after Baker made that tackle where Baker got hurt. Like, Mm -hmm. and they said afterwards, like, Kareem Hunt was telling Baker, like, don't do that, you dumbass. Like, Kareem Hunt was like, I could have made that tackle. Let me make the tackle. And I was glad to see that. Like, I get... I don't fault Baker. Like, I... Baker was making the team play, and like, credit to him. What Baker also needs to realize is that type of play. If he got hurt, like hurt more hurt than he got, we lose. Well, I don't know. Case Keenum's a decent backup, but like long term, it's a bad. It's bad.
0: Yeah, long term, it, long term, it is bad. Uh, I guess let's let's talk about Baker for a, a moment then, in regards to that tackle and his injury. Uh, his arm looked dead for the entire game. Uh,
1: after that yeah which is the other reason why i would say i uh, like i i baker impressed me a little bit yesterday like i hey, think in a lot of ways not every way but in a lot of ways th- there's one thing i've never questioned with
0: baker mayfield he's a tough motherfucker okay oh he's a tough motherfucker that dude wants <laughs> to win that dude wants to play so i've never questioned that i've the only thing i've ever questioned is his ability okay and okay. i think that's a fair question but as far yeah. as toughness goes he's tough as shit okay there's yeah. no way in the hell that I would have been able to be like, just pop my shoulder back in, I'll be able to go. Uh, because that's essentially what happened. And, you know, his arm was just kind of dangling there. Like, it was it was functional, but you could just tell it wasn't work- wasn't right
1: <laughs> when yeah. you would just it was, see it. I, I, I also think, like, to give him credit, and maybe Stefanski deserves a little bit of credit here too. Probably does. Um, Baker was able to adjust, I thought, really well. Um, I actually thought that play where he got hurt was his worst play of the game by a significant margin. Um, And this wasn't even like a Baker, there's certain things you can't do without Baker. Or there's certain things you can't do with Baker. Like, it was like, I, kudos to him. I get, like, all the stuff about, oh, he's a leader, I believe. I believe Baker Mayfield's a leader. Now, where I may question is how much like does Baker's leadership matter?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But but I do think he's a leader. Yeah, I'm with you there. I, I don't think he's Jarvis Landry, but I think he's a leader. And I but I, I just my point is like I don't know how much that matters independent of everything else. Like Jarvis Landry is also just an amazing player, mm-hmm. right? Um, but 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 right, I, that play. Like. I get it, right? Schwartz screwed up. That was the Schwartz interception, right? Or was that the Peoples-Jones fumble?
0: The Oh, it was the Schwartz interception that he tri- that he right. made the tackle on and decided that he wanted to be Ray Lewis all of a sudden.
1: Right, right. <laughs> I, I So for me, like that play, Schwartz did a shit job.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I fancy he lost the shit in him for good reason baker should not have thrown that ball i'm with you there and like listen what do i know the the heat of the moment i like you know maybe every passed. i don't know all i know is baker deserves at least some degree of blame he does you know
0: um on one hand we're impressed with what he did overall on the other hand it's like yeah uh, that throw was a mistake and his decision to try and tackle the guy also a mistake.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I just, I there are things about that game where I am just like I, I can't remember the last time I've been this, like, just D, like I mean, I can't. It was the uh, Freddy Kitchens year when we beat the Jacks. <laughs> That's the last time I felt this down after a win. Like, I, I, I don't think the Browns were as bad as they played. No, they're they're not. I, they're not. They're I, a much better team than what they, what they showed on yeah, Sunday. Yeah. Even, like, without the receivers, I think they're a better team. Um, mm-hmm. But still, my concern is, like, I thought the performance against the Chiefs was becoming of, like, a 12-win team in a 17-game season. Mm-hmm. Their performance here is like a seven-win team in a 17-game season. Yeah. And I don't know if they're just dead smack in the middle or if they're really close to one under the other.
0: I mean, my gut and now I don't know. says middle, but that's just kind of hedging my bets and playing it safe. Um,
1: right. And, like, we all are victims to it because I would say the same thing. But it also it's like recency bias, right? Like mm-hmm. you and I were talking last week, we were like, "Listen, it wasn't a perfect game, but the Browns showed us a lot we can be happy about that."
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and so, like in reality, it's somewhere in between, and we both know that, so we're both going to be like, "Okay, it's in the middle somewhere."
2: Yeah. Um,
1: but like, I don't know. Like, I thought that I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, it's tough to tell. I without Odell. And without Landry, it's going to be a problem. Absolutely. But Stefanski won Coach of the Year last year for a reason.
2: So mm-hmm.
1: if there's one coach I trust, he's one of them. He would be in my top three. Uh, yeah. So he's just got to do it. Yeah, and
0: I, I think he can. Uh, I, what I think uh, the first two weeks really come down to is uh, it's a favorite word of this podcast. and The, the word is variance. Thanks. It's just a lot of variance go. between week one and week two.
1: I feel like we could have a real Browns fans. This is the bingo game. <laughs> and like variance would definitely be a big one. Variants would just be the free space, okay? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because we we
0: mention it in, in, every podcast, if not almost every podcast, and there, there's a reason. It's it's a very important thing to consider when you're looking at just outcomes of sporting events, but in the world of statistics and not having enough information variance is a bitch
1: (laughs) yeah well i'm like i still will say i think that's something this front office has done a really good job of acknowledging um but like i don't know man i i yeah variance is a bitch we've only played two games like
2: Mm
1: -hmm. you're going to be in the middle of something. Could have been two great games. Been in the middle of that. It could have been two shitty games. that have been in the middle of that. We were, we're like in a mix.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Um, I just there are there are things I have issues I have with what this variance looks like, um, because it's not variance where it's like I could decipher between the two games a few things that we did well and a few things that we did poorly.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I have no idea. I well, that's not true. I know the running game is outstanding and I know the defense is poop. Um, <laughs> beyond that, I have no idea.
0: Yeah, it's uh, honestly, it, we know the Browns are going to run the ball well. We know the We hope the defense follows a similar pattern as the offense did a year ago uh, where they figure shit out about midway through the year. I'm still holding out belief for that. You know, hoping to be like, yep, this is what happened with the offense. Maybe they can do it with the defense a year later. But where where Variance is going to be, I guess, the the biggest or most recurring area, I I think is going to be passing offense. I really do.
1: Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, I mean, here's my other worry, man. I'm not saying I—I've I, been saying it all summer—as much as as disappointed as I was with Joe Woods last year, and have been to start this year. He deserves at least a few more weeks with a talent, a talented de- or fairly a talented enough defense. Um, what I will say is, whereas I have a lot of faith that Stefanski has the chops to make those adjustments and to have that mid-season offensive improvement I don't have that faith in Joe Woods
0: and, and you know that, that's that's fair that is, that is very fair uh, you know you we're not expecting at least I don't think we're expecting too much out of Joe Woods it's just don't be a bottom 5 defense
1: <laughs> you know what I mean Uh, our defense has not looked better than it did last year. Uh, I would argue it's worse right now. I mean, like the chiefs game, you and I were on the same page, right? Which is like, yeah, it wasn't a good performance, but there was a lot of positives. Mm -hmm. The problem is we saw the exact same performance this week against a much worse offense. And And so all of a sudden I'm not thinking, oh, there were positives. I'm thinking like, oh, oh no. It was the Chiefs oh, no. being
0: off in the first half, not the Browns doing things right.
1: Right, and like I, I mean, I don't know what's going on. Like I, every time I notice JOK on the field, he's not doing anything wrong, but I feel like he's not being put in positions to make big plays, which is like weird to me. Mm-hmm. Like. I think he had, like, one or two mistakes in both games. But, like, he's a rookie linebacker. Uh, by the way, linebacker. Um, yep. But but he's not even being put in a position to make a big play. Ever. You're right, he's not. And I don't get that. I, I don't get Like,
0: I don't get it. I, listen, I'm not, I'm not ready to put Joe Woods on the hot seat just yet. I wouldn't even say his seat's necessarily warm yet. However something to keep an eye on something to be like okay i see joe woods i see your seat we'll, we'll see how the
1: temperature is a few weeks from now yeah and like i so here's my view this year for joe woods is like last year for baker mayfield we have given him exactly what he wanted on defense uh-huh. position to position whatever he wanted he got Met him with Baker last year, right? Because it was like we want to see what we have in you, Baker. And Baker struggled the first half of the year and then figured it out. Um, I think his performance in both games this year have been closer to the second half of last year, which I'm happy about. I don't know that that means he's like an All-Pro quarterback or anywhere close to that, but like I feel like maybe he is a little bit better, like. I think Baker Mayfield may be at Ryan Tannehill level. Um which is good. Or Ryan Tannehill before the season level anyways. So, um <laughs> but 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 Joe Woods has to show the same thing and guess what? Joe Woods is the coach. Mm-hmm. Which means he's gonna have less time to do it. Yeah, uh as
0: far as uh as far as the dynamic there for player versus coach the player generally gets a little bit more time than the coach especially an assistant coach um right
1: because like here's the thing we could fire joe woods and like whoever they promote i i, I don't know who like the assistant defensive coach is but like whoever it is like will more than likely come in and run a simpler scheme and the defense will perform better at least early on and, and, um, and you know what? I
0: don't think running a, a simpler scheme is necessarily the, the worst idea considering how they've played so far, but, like, you can only play simple, like, vanilla defense for so long until you play against a good offense
1: and they destroy you. Right. No, no, I get what Joe Woods is trying to do. Like, with, like, I, I, I have complained about it. I also get that, like, if you're Joe Woods, you're saying, listen, at the end of the day to beat the Chiefs, to beat the Ravens and these play- chargers right in these playoff games, we are going to need to have a defense that can show multiple looks and disguise themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I get that. I-, I think that part of what Joe Woods is trying to do is good. I think his quarters defense stuff is really good. Um, it's not the complexity of the scheme that bothers me. With that said... I think there are ways to dumb it down early in the season so your defense can get used to it. And they have not done that two years running now. And like, I get it, right? It's like the, remember a few years ago, like the Nets and the NBA, like before they traded everybody, were like, we're going to suck, but we're going to play the right way. So when we get good players in like the system clicks and it worked because mm. unlike the Cavs, like the Nets right way actually was like the right way. Um, and so I get that and I think like that's the argument they're making on this defense, right is that listen, there's a right way to play and we're gonna coach that. and if it sucks early on, so be it. I guess where I'm skeptical is I don't know that the complexity of this scheme is the right thing. like you want to tell me like Brandon Staley, what he's doing, what that whole Vic Fangio tree is doing on defense, is the right way. I buy that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But we're not running that type of scheme. We're running like the old Seahawks scheme. Which... A variant of it, Varian yeah. With yeah, like, which... a little bit more of the Fangio in it, but like still, like,
2: uh,
1: and we've beaten that to death, right? The scheme doesn't work, and yeah. I think we're running a variant of it that I probably could work decently. I just don't know, like. Listen, there is a whole Staley school, right? It's this Vic Fangio school. And Vic Fangio, I think, is good. I think most of the people he trained are better than he is. Mm -hmm. And I really think, like, if I'm the Browns right now, I'm keeping an eye out for all these young defensive coordinators because my view is right now we have not seen anything from Joe Woods that suggests he will have a job here next year. And it's week two, as you said, his seat isn't even warm. It's it's just acknowledged that it exists. It's acknowledged that, you know, they're, 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 that seat may get warm really quickly. Yes, absolutely. So, getting back to the main point, I think Stefanski he will adjust. No matter how bad I think he did last week, and I think he did really bad, like really bad, mm-hmm. I think he'll adjust. I think the offense will be fine. I don't know that it'll be world-beater, especially without the two receivers, but I think it'll be fine. It'll be enough to win games. It'll be workable. Yep. I
0: don't feel that way about the defense. I'm with you there. I'm with you 100% on both fronts. Uh, I think the defense will be workable, serviceable, whatever uh, phrase you want to use for that. I think the defense will continue to be a work-in-progress, which will make you be annoyed uh, at how they're running and a lot of their
1: personnel. Work-in-progress is generous, man. Was there an in-progress I, I'm trying to be a,
0: a little bit positive as we get towards the end of this here. <laughs>
1: fair, we didn't win the game.
0: We, um, we did win the game, uh, so yeah.
1: <laughs> fair, fair. I, uh, I don't know, man. I just our defense. It, we keep we've beaten this horse to death, but like this this is for all the people that had been saying how good our defensive line is going to be. Our defensive line is ass. It's terrible. Like, it is really, really bad. It, it, it is
0: noticeably worse than last year, and it wasn't really that good last year. It just had a couple key players at key positions that made some plays at the right time. Which I guess is I guess, part of a, a good defensive unit, but let's be honest here. Uh, they were probably closer to average than good. And I think average might have been a little bit generous
2: for last yeah.
1: year's defensive line. Yeah. I I I So what I will say is unless Miles like comes back, which I guess is obviously possible and has a lights out defense, like this like plays lights out the rest of this year and is like an all pro. Absent that for the however long I lived, I will constantly point out. Over and over and over again, this is why you don't pay an edge rusher. I mean, that's a good I point. Get how good, I get how good Khalil Mack has been for Chicago. I get how kind of crappy Oakland used those picks. I 100% think Oakland did the right thing in that trade. Yeah. They didn't take advantage of it. Oh, yeah, they I botched it. it. The right, I think it was the right move. I If, if you told me tomorrow the Browns to get, what was it, two firsts, two seconds, and a third – for Miles Garrett. See ya. See him. I don't care. I don't care. It could be tomorrow, and you lose your best player on the defensive line. I mean, what's the what's the it's the real
0: drop off in the defensive line from that? Uh, they they suck already. Uh, oh my Yeah, God, they up. suck.
1: Worse. They, they suck worse. They're already probably yeah, one of no, the worst. I, I know it sounds crazy, but like. You know this will never happen. We're not advocating no, for this because it will never happen. If you trade Miles, all of a sudden you have a lot more cap room, mm-hmm. and that means you can get overpay Baker and still have a really good offense and like not have to worry as much because you're not paying a shitload to an edge rusher. Yeah, that's that's a fair point. This is a very fair point. I mean, like everybody's talking about like, oh, are we going to trade Odell or Jarvis? And like, I, I think. Honestly, probably, if Odell can come back healthy and play, it's probably Odell.
2: Uh
1: Um, If Odell comes back healthy and plays well, I am not so sure Miles is untradeable. And I know you don't want so much invested in one side and not a lot invested in the other. understand, but... I just don't know where Miles is where I want that, or any edge rusher is where I want that investment. I mean, I mean the... if it was Aaron Donald, that's different. I think interior pass rush is a different beast. But they tried moving Miles inside. Like, remember, there was a few snaps where they had like Tack Clowney, and then it was Miles inside next to Malik Jackson,
0: and it was fucking terrible. Yes, I do. And then Miles then... looked awful. And Miles complained about it unprompted in the post game. Right. So, yeah, he's not a fan of that. So, uh, shout out to all those people saying that's a good idea. Uh, It's not. It didn't work, and Miles hates it. So, um, I'm going to go with uh, the ineffective of that group and combine that with the fact that your best defensive player hated doing it and saying don't do that again. Man, it
1: is. I mean, I, I know what Miles was, and maybe Miles still is the best defensive player, but, like, from what we've seen weeks one and two, I can't believe I'm – like, right now, through the first two weeks, Malcolm Smith has been by far the best defensive player on well, the
0: team. I'm with you 100%, but you know what? I'm going to tell you one thing.
1: Miles Garrett's better than Malcolm Smith, I agree. Well, besides that, uh, <laughs>
0: if, if there's such thing as a, a get-right game for the uh, the defense, it's it's next week against uh, a rookie in Justin Fields if he starts and a relatively – Bad uh, being generous there because their offensive yeah, line is shit. Yeah. Uh, their offensive line shit. So uh, if there's a game, if this is a get right game for the defensive line. It's uh, next week against the yeah. Bears. Well, and Fields can hold that ball. Like Fields does not get rid of the ball. No, he doesn't. And you know what? No, it's something that Garrett and Clowney both need to face a quarterback who holds the ball too
1: long. The worst. Sorry. The I laughed. There was a defensive play in the fourth quarter where like Clowney's. Burst off the edge was unreal like you saw him coming and it was like Davis Mills is dead Davis Mills is dead because Connie <laughs> beat that at, and Connie didn't even get to him yeah and it was like that is the most Jadavian Clowney play of all time like I think Connie may have gotten the pressure I, I think but he might have registered dead. a QB hit on that play but but it was like uh
0: a... Mills still got the ball out I know what you're talking about yeah yeah
1: Yeah, I I I mean that's what Clowney always has been. He like this dude, like I will give Clowney credit. Like all those numbers that show he is like one of the best defensive edges off the line in the NFL, those aren't lying. He just has like no end game. I mean
0: here's what Clowney reminds me of, And, and for anyone who is like a a runner or runs races they will completely understand what I'm talking about. Javian Cloudy is the guy that starts off at the front of the line, and he's really ramped up, he's ready to go, and he wastes all of his energy during the first five minutes of the race. Okay? But then there's still, like, I don't know, three miles to go and like, a 5K. Or if it's a 10K, he's still got basically six miles to go. And he is going to basically... Uh... He's going to get there, but it's going to take him a while to get there, and it's going to be fucking horrible.
1: Yeah, I I mean, you and I said this all off season, and I think by the end of the year we'll still be saying this. There will still be people saying we're wrong. Healthy Olivier Vernon was by far a better defensive lineman than Jadavion Clowney.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. I think even when Miles was healthy last year, there was an argument that Vernon was our best defensive lineman. Yeah, I, I I could buy into that. Again, well, I don't think it's necessarily right, but I think you could make a good argument.
2: I I think
0: uh, uh I th- again, uh this is about talent, it's about performance. So
1: right performance, exactly. performance, yep. not talent. Just gonna I throw mean, that. Okay. out there. Here's a question for you: Has Vernon signed anywhere yet? I don't think so. I, I believe he's still a free agent. So let's say Vernon's probably healthy around week eight. Let's say week eight, Browns are four and four. Defensive line still looks like ass. Do you say, hey, Olivier, here's a contract? Yes, I do. Because yeah, here's my view. Like, yeah, you're probably going to have to pay him more than a man, and it's going to suck. And, yeah, he may still be crap. Like, he may just never be the same player. But, like, our, I think 50% of Olivier Vernon is better than Tack McKinley.
0: Yeah, Tack McKinley stinks. Uh, <laughs> I, I get the idea of of why they went after him. He's someone that's got, like, potential. He's got the, the metrics. He's got the size. He's got the speed. But uh, the one thing he doesn't have is the ability to play defensive end in the NFL because he stinks. He's bad. He's really bad.
1: Right. It's, like, a different problem than uh, Jadavion Clowney, but it manifests in the same way. It's, like, I think Jadavian Clowney is like a good player. He just, as you said, like he has like one huge—I mean, he has two huge limits. One, he's injury prone. Two, the dude has like no like pace, or like like he's very fast, but there's never like like uh, there's no like balance to how he's going about making these plays. But I think he's like a good player. Like I right. think he does the most with his talent. Like, dial it back just a
0: little bit, you'll have more energy, you'll be able to go faster for longer, and maybe you get to the quarterback just a little bit more often.
2: Yeah, like But instead, I... he
0: wastes all of his energy trying to get around the, the tackle or whoever he was, tr- was trying to block him, and then when it comes time to to actually make the play,
1: he comes up just short. Well, and, like, I, I will say this. I think if you get, like, Jadavian Clowney to the Patriots, I actually think he could turn in a really good player. The Patriots get a third round comp pick for him. And then he has had his one good season in the NFL. Um, but I do like, I think a guy like Bill Belichick would get a lot out of Ronnie. Um Tack McKinley, like tack McKinley has, I think more physical talent than most edge rushers in the NFL.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He's just a bad
0: player. He's not good. I hated the signing when they made it. I hated even more. I mean, it's only two weeks when maybe maybe uh, things change, but uh, track record for Tank Hintley says no. <laughs> it says literally no, that it's not going to change. This is who he is. He's going to continue to stink. Mm-hmm. He's, I don't want to say he's unplayable. I don't know what the fuck else they're going to play, but uh, he's approaching that conversation.
1: <laughs> who was the guy we had uh, last year? who, like, had, like, the paralyzed left hand or something crazy like that, and we are also really excited about him, and uh, he sucked. Are you talking about Adrian Claiborne? Yeah, Adrian Claiborne, my man, Adrian
0: Claiborne.
1: Adrian Claiborne was perfectly fine in the role that he was in. Uh, Adrian and... Claiborne was better in the role he was in than Tack McKinley is in the role he is in. And, you know, speaking of free agents, Adrian Claiborne. Well, to be fair, there's a reason he's a free agent. He's not a good player. Um, He's he's not a starter. I'm going to be honest. Porter Gustin better be off the practice squad next week. I'm with you there. uh... I want Porter – like, honestly, I want Porter Gustin playing a lot of snaps against the Bears. I do, too, because I've seen – I know what Porter Gustin's going to do, and it's not going to be special, but it's going to be – like, I won't think – like, man, Porter Gustin destroyed that right tackle. And, oh, he had three steps on the quarterback. And then it was like he was running in molasses the rest of the way there, right? I'm not going to say, oh, Porter Gustin went for a sack even after the ball was handed to the running back because he didn't move his head up to see what was going on.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: So, yeah, I would like to see Porter Gustin play next week.
2: Yeah, uh,
0: I I don't think you're alone there uh, because I'm definitely with you. I definitely can confirm or at least assume others uh, are with you there as well.
1: But. Elijah Lee didn't look half bad. No, he didn't look bad and at then, all. There's a positive. To be honest, I actually our linebackers both games have been fine, um, which is a lot more than I could say parts of last year.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They're not great, but they're fine. There was less Mac Wilson this week, which was great. Um, I, I they've been fine. I wish we could see JOK play football. Yeah, uh, very
0: concerning. They played but, eighteen snaps, by the way. Which yeah, is... I don't know
1: what's going on because, like, I think there was like two plays where I noticed like JOK cost us a few yards, but like JOK is not giving per- been getting permission to do anything. He's just sitting in that middle zone. Yeah, I don't understand that at all. But th- again, that's that's more Joe Woods' discussion,
0: and hopefully that changes yeah. sooner rather than later. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think with that, I think uh, let's let's kind of sandwich this with, hey, the Browns won. They're one and one. They they won the game. They're expected to win. They lost the game. They're expected to lose. Uh, still, a lot of things that are going to get sorted out. Uh, over the next couple weeks, Uh, maybe a better idea of where this team actually stands. uh, Because I I don't know. I I really don't know. And I think that there's going to be some big questions about if their offense can actually keep up with uh, any opponent capable of scoring more than 21 points. Um, Is there any uh, final thoughts you would like to add?
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm just going to echo what you just said, which is it's two games. You pointed out variants. I I really think there's not much we can take away from these two games. I think there are concerns we can have. I think there are positives we can have, right? The running game looks good. There's not a surprise there, but, hey, the running game looks good. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a positive, right? Um, Baker Mayfield, for as much as, like, we've been critical of him, like, Baker Mayfield looks much closer to second half of last season, Baker Mayfield, than first half. He does, which is good. That's good. I mean, and most of
0: my nitpicking about Baker is mostly just because, yeah. like, hey, there's, the, the conversation about him
1: is contract
0: talks. Show
1: me you're right. supposed to be right. worth
0: the amount of money that you're seeking, and right. Just if Baker me,
1: Mayfield was talking twenty five to thirty million. I think both of us would be jumping for fucking joy.
0: Yeah, he's talking fifteen to you know twenty million more than that,
1: and that's where I right. have the issue. Right, I'm with you there. So, but. Point being, I think there are positives. I've been very irritated this podcast because it's just been a long day at work, as a general rule. So, but, but I also was really irritated yesterday. And yesterday was a great day for me in a lot of other ways, too. So, I, I, I've been, I was irritated, but it's one game mm-hmm. or two games out of 17.
0: Yeah. And uh, I, I think if we did this yesterday, we'd be a hell of a lot more uh, aggravated and irritated yesterday than today. Having the extra little day for uh, some, yeah. uh, as
1: a buffer helps a little bit so i I still think the browns are a playoff team even given how much the ravens just beat the chiefs yesterday so i don't think the chiefs are the same team that's a sidebar conversation there's something up with this chiefs team because i don't think this ravens team is all that great yeah it's something to monitor uh as things keep going you know who does sorry I'll, i'll end here the chargers look good Mhm. They look good. Yeah, that's gonna be uh quite the game in a couple weeks. Oh, we're gonna get killed. Oh yeah. <clears throat> like I know they lost to the Cowboys yesterday. Uh, the Cowboys also look good, but like I think that was just a bad matchup for the Chargers. Um, I think the Chargers are just a bad matchup for us. Oh, I do too. So. Yeah, but so. they look. Yeah, we'll talk then.
0: Yeah, we'll definitely talk then. Uh, we'll have a preview about uh, the Browns taking on the Bears later this week, so stay tuned uh, and check that out later. The best way to make sure you can listen to that is to subscribe, like, comment, share. If you don't, it's stealing. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Anchor. This is BeliefOne.com, RealBrownsFans.com. And with that. We say thank you for listening, and uh, hope you listen to our next episode in just a few days.